0: Welcome to No Refunds, a nonsensical ramblings podcast, we are here to talk about video games, movies, comics, TV, and everything in between. My name is Dwight, and joining me today is... Tiffany. And... Alex. Okay. Uh, Today we'll be discussing uh, binge-watching with House of Cards and Daredevil Season 2. We're also going to talk about the upcoming virtual reality, Revolution. Uh, But first, uh, is there anything you guys have been up to that you want to talk about?
1: You're looking at me like
0: I should... Sure. Go well, ahead.
2: Well, no, wait, wait, wait. Tiffany started the first week. I, I started the second week. Yeah, I think it's your it's turn your to time. start. I am the host. I don't want to <laughs> start.
0: But sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So recently, I've been playing. Oh, uh, I haven't been playing. I played once a game called Firewatch. I don't know if any of you know about. Yeah. What's it. Firewatch? I have Firewatch, no idea what this is. Firewatch is a video game. Um, I believe it's a. I don't think it's PlayStation exclusive, but it's a downloadable game um, that I played on my PlayStation Four, and it's basically a first-person. Adventure game. It's definitely not a first-person shooter or hmm. um, action game. It's basically like um, almost like a novel in video game form. Okay. You play this guy. Um, I believe his name was Henry, and you uh, have there's something that's happened in your past. Um, the The beginning of the game goes through this like visual uh, novel sequence, okay. um, where an event happens, and so you're taking the summer. And you are uh, your job for the summer is going to be a fire watch person. Um, you work for a parks uh, department, and you are in I think it's Colorado, and you're on top of like a a mountain, okay. and you're it's your job to uh, be scanning the horizon for fires. And it's all about him and uh, his relationship with the other with his boss, whose name is Delilah, and it's about this summer. And it's there's nothing. Um, overly exciting happens in the game, but it was fascinating. It was a lot of fun to play. It was visually uh, beautiful. Like the the art direction in this game was uh, gorgeous. A lot of oranges, a lot of, like they they rendered this landscape in a very stylized way, Mm -hmm. but it was uh, gorgeous to look at. Like there's a lot of vistas and a lot of mountains and you're climbing through caves and you're um, just uh, trying to discover, uh, basically you're, you're trying to last the summer. And there's a mystery that that happens. I don't want to go into and spoil, but you pick up. Um, hmm. uh, it's not. Uh, you basically find like these letters from people, and uh, you're on the first night you're there. Your uh, fire watch is broken into, and you don't know who did it. And so it's this this like mystery that that builds throughout the summer, and it was awesome. I, 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 it sounds so boring. I get it, but it was such a fun experience and it was like that's what it was it wasn't a video game it was like an experience yeah yeah. it I've,
1: sounds like a like a good plot for a coming of age movie it kind of was uh that's the what dude, it feels you, you, like.
0: your dude is 40 so it's kind of like a reverse oh. it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a midlife crisis basically yeah type of deal. It's oh, i like cool. it. it it was really really well done and like you're finding like the secrets of the mountain there's something that happened in the in the mountains past that you that you discover and it was just huh a lot of fun there was some genuine like tense moments uh, as i was like scaling down um cliff sides and stuff like that and it was just uh a lot of fun and i really yeah. enjoyed it
2: it, it kind of sounds like a game i played not too long ago on steam called the vanishing of ethan carter have you heard of that game i've
0: heard of it i don't remember much about it it's
2: found, it sounds very similar mm-hmm. um and that makes me kind of excited to play it because yeah. I, I loved the game Vanishing you should. of you think Carter.
0: It, this genre of, of video games seems to be kind of taking off recently. Like yeah. a lot less action oriented and more about like the twist the story. Uh there was another game called Gone Home, which yeah. I haven't played, but that is also like you're in that one, I believe you're this girl walking through your house and like as you're walking through it is triggering memories of right. what happened in there. Ooh. And so it's it's all about just like what had happened in your past. From what I understand, I haven't played the game. But like there's like a twist, obviously. And it, it's that style of game. Like, there's the in Firewatch. There's spoiler, minor spoiler. There's zero combat whatsoever. Like, you right. never wow. take a swing. You literally, like, n- barely ever see other people in the game. So it's it's really isolationist. It's really an interesting experience, and I can't recommend it enough.
2: That sounds like uh, awesome. It uh, really, really was. And you said you only played it once, so it's yes, it's not I, a long.
0: Um, it, it game. took me about. I want to say five hours to, to go through the whole thing. I played it. I wanted to play it specifically in one sitting because I'd heard so much about it and um, uh, Tiffany was gone for the day yeah. and so I was just like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to play this entire thing. I played, I played it um, in like two chunks. I took a break uh, for a little while to, to get some food right. but it was basically an uninterrupted just experience that's and it was an cool. awesome way to, to go through the game and that's how I would recommend doing it. Um, like there is a way to save. There's um, basically you're playing through days. Uh, they're not they're linear, but they're not um, back-to-back. Like, yep. So, like, you go through day one, two, and then, like, it jumps to, like, 15. So those are, like, the logical breaking points if you're going to take a break. But I I would recommend playing it all in one shot. Mm. It was a blast. Cool. Uh, like I said, beautiful art, uh, w- incredibly well-written. And there's, um, like, it... it there's a dialogue choices, which is a pretty common thing nowadays. So you like, you can, you can uh, draft your guy to be kind of a dick or you can be like super nice. And it's, I want to play through it again at some point and make, Totally radical choices, right?
2: Right.
1: It's like a super mega advanced choose-your-own-adventure
0: book. Yeah, it's basically choose-your-own-adventure novel
1: slash coming-of-age movie directed by Zach
0: Braff. Uh, no, <laughs> if Zach Braff directed it, there would be a much. Um, I know. Sp- well, this actually brings me to another thing I wanted. To, I kind of want to talk about it with like if Zach Braff directed it, there would be a bunch of indie pop in this. But the the soundtrack in this was very well done. Huh. Um, it was uh, a lot of. Um, seamless uh blending like from the the word go it almost feels like the soundtrack doesn't stop there are moments of silence but everything blends naturally together and it was really really well done cool
2: very cool yeah
0: so there i went first um (gasps) who would like to go next that's what i've been doing
1: it's gonna be me yeah, sure. So oh be- <laughs> man. I want to talk about a game that I know we have all been playing and a board game. Ooh. Can we talk about Mysterium? Sure. sure. What, what is Mysterium? Yeah. So Tiffany. Mysterium is according to the game itself, is an asymmetrical board game, which is a fancy word for saying that there is one person who is doing one type of has you know, one plays one type of role and other people are playing a different type of role um but all working together for the same goal so basically we so there's there's a ghost there's a ghost and that they're trying to communicate with these psychics Okay, so the, so the ghost is one role. I'm saying this go- like I don't know what yeah, it is. Know, so the yeah. ghost
0: is one role, and the and and the, the psychics, psychics are, are, are the are, are the group yeah. of people. So it's
1: fine. like this person has been murdered, and this group of psychics is tra- is getting together. They can only do it. I don't. Know, it, the story is like they can get together once a year on Halloween and try to figure out who saw you know who killed this person. Sawane. sorry, sorry, <laughs> hipster. No eye rolling over there. I know. Um, it's only trick or
0: treat. I don't so, know what you're talking about.
1: I just lost my train of thought. So there's...
0: A, they get together on Salway. They get together and That's they, the story.
1: That's the story. So the way it's played is it's very clue-like where each person who is a psychic has... Um, they're trying to solve a specific, you know, who did it with where and with what weapon. Mm-hmm. And the ghost is knows everybody's scenario and is trying to give people clues and visions in the form of these really weird cards with abstract art on it. And it's super frustrating but super fun at the same time. So you might get a, you know, I, f- I think when we played, I forget your your guy was like your your um.
0: When we played, uh, when we when played we, when it was all three of us. No,
1: no, no. This is when we played with your with your parents. My parents. Okay. So it's we, it's a, it's a we, game Alex, for all ages.
0: Alex, you and I play. Uh, you, me, and Tiffany and uh, Chris played, and then the next day we, we played with again. My parents oh, for Easter, Easter. And, and yeah. we played it again. Oh, that's so, awesome. for
1: example, Dwight had um his culprit, his his suspect was a you know aviator type looking guy, balloon, you know. Mm-hmm. Charles Lindbergh.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he was like a he looked like a chauffeur. He I looked don't like a somebody. Whatever, know.
1: whatever. So. And then you're drawing from this deck of cards that like literally has the most abstract things on it. You know, like uh, a rat with a hat and he's wearing a trench coat, or um, I don't know, a, a, a upside down umbrella and it's raining on the outside. It's, it's weird.
0: It's exactly the one I was going to. So up. I'm trying <laughs> to. Like so as the card. ghost,
1: I can't speak. So once per you know once per round, I'm allowed to give people you know a couple different cards, and it's like here, here Dwight, here's this card with a balloon on it. You know, and he's like, oh, I don't know. It's red. And this card, is... like you're trying to interpret these clues or these visions. And it's just such a fun, a fun game. And I don't even know what else I want to say about it. Other than I get so mad being the ghost.
0: Well, yeah, being, being the ghost is, uh, I've only been the ghost once. Um, it's a it's very interesting spot you're in because you're not allowed to communicate to the to the psychics in any other way other than the cards. Like you're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to give them any sort of hints. Um, that's the like so the only way you can do it is through these cards. And so putting them down in front of someone, and you're looking at your card, and you're like, oh, this card is really pink. I hope that they they're drawn to the pink thing in on on the um, game board or on the other cards. You put it down, and they look at it, and they're like. Oh, there's a red ball in here. I bet you this ball has to do with something else. It's like they're not looking at the specific clue that you want them to see, and that can be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it's a very but.
1: interesting way to learn about how people dissect things. Cause mm-hmm. like I'm looking at these cards and I'm like, all right, looking at, there's a lot of, you know, using things like Alice in Wonderland is something that comes up a lot because it's an easy thing that people know, like down the rabbit hole. Um, one of the cards I gave Dwight was his weapon was poison. Mm -hmm. So literally the card has like this Grim Reaper thing and he's carrying this like poison apple and it's red and everything else is kind of gray. And I'm like, oh, perfect, awesome. But in this card, there's a freaking snake. A snake on a leash. And so Dwight's like, oh, I I think this this means I'm the rope because the snake is on a leash. Okay,
0: that is a story that is coming in halfway. The no. The first card. No, no yes. I, the the, the I, first.
2: I don't want you guys to hash out your, your hash no, no, no. issues this, this is on this podcast. The,
0: the first card that she gave me was like a garden. It was like a, basically a, a leaf tunnel with a rope ladder going down yeah, it. Yeah, down and the so rabbit hole. The first hole. thing I saw was the leaves, and there was garden shears. I was like, oh, it's garden shears. Leaves, cutting the leaves, garden right. shears. No. Okay, that was wrong. No. Then. I, there was the rope ladder, so the two things I was talking about was the rope and the garden and the, the cutting of the leaves. Right. So the second so, one she gave okay. me, yes, it had the Grim Reaper and the apple, oh. but I saw the rope. My mind was I'm latched fall, on the I'm rope. I'm like, like, It was like the smallest insignificant detail.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the um, game? I refuse so you to side with either of you on, on this right. argument, but um, I love the game. It's so much fun. I've never gotten to play the ghost yet. Hopefully. Next time we Next play, yeah. time we yeah. play hopefully one of these days we will, but i love the game it's so much it's a lot of fun it is
0: my only criticism with it is the ending yeah I, I don't like it so basically the way that it works is um as like tiffany said you're trying to everyone is trying to follow their own individual line of, of questioning person, place, so and thing. everyone gets their own individual person mm-hmm. on individual place on individual thing and at the end you take all of you take everyone's people's places and things and you lay them out on the table then the ghost randomly picks one of them uh By chance. Yep. Um, And then... You
1: have one final vision. And you have
0: one final group vision that the ghost only gets three cards to try and um, say. And then it's basically everyone wins or everyone loses together. And there's... It's such a... It was very difficult to Mm -hmm. get. I think it's almost like more of a crapshoot than a... uh, Because you're only getting the limited cards. And I think that's eh, hard. And I wish there was like a better way for them to finish the ending. Like either... They did it more in stages, so that way, like, it was a little bit easier. But then again, I don't know. I don't just, know. We'll have to come up with a
1: with a solution, and I don't
0: know. Yeah, I think I want to come up with my own ending.
1: House rules.
2: Yeah, I love house rules.
1: Yeah,
0: the house rules. But, uh, like but no,
1: that's what I've been playing. It's been really fun. Mysterium, it's a cool board game. We're gonna talk about board games again at some, at other some point, point. Yeah, because so. we
0: also played. Um,
1: pandemonium Pan- estate which, yes, uh, which i'll never remember the name it was yeah.
0: pandemonium it was it pandemonium was. yeah it which was, uh, is a board game made by a tiffany's co-worker chris who i meant to name dropped earlier yeah mm-hmm. we name dropped him yeah, i think we're gonna have him on at some point yeah so we'll talk
1: about that other. later but board games are cool so yeah, yeah. so pass it on to alex
2: oh my turn so yeah. um since the last time we talked i actually went to the movie theater not, not just once, oh. but twice. I went to wow. the cinema. I went to the cinema for a cinematic experience. Cinema. And, uh, Was it an experience? Yes. Both both movies that I saw were both definitely experiences. Not necessarily the same experience, but they were both experiences.
0: <laughs> what did you see, and which one do you want to start off with?
2: I seen, I'm torn as to what one. Let's start on a good note. Okay. I, I went okay. And I, Spoilers. I went, I went and I saw Zootopia. How is that? It is... As amazing as everyone's been saying.
0: Really? really? Okay. It I is... haven't heard that much about it. I've just heard it's good. That's
2: that's all you really need to hear. Okay. I, I mean, it's got the Disney name on it, so like, are you really that worried about how good it's going to be? You know, not anymore.
0: This is something I've noticed recently: is the Disney movies have the Disney computer animated movies have gotten a lot better, and now it's the Pixar movies that you kind of have to be wary of. Yeah, which is weird. But
2: well, I think it's good that you know John Lasseter has his hand in most of the Disney animated movies now, anyway. Mm-hmm. So it it's helpful. Makes sense. Uh, but this movie was awesome. It was really, really great. I had some issues with the third act being too telegraphed for me, but that's that's my movie be, for Bobby's. So yeah, that might be that might be a, a personal issue, movie. and that's a terrible excuse. It's a kids movie. That's a terrible excuse for it to be, yeah. because I think there's plenty of great kids movies. Yeah. that oh, aren't yeah. that aren't like that.
0: No, I I agree with that, but saying it's just because it's telegraphed doesn't mean it's not satisfying. Right, right. I, I'm, oh, okay. I'm not saying yeah, it's not yeah. satisfying. I just I have an yeah, issue with how
2: telegraphed it is. Like, okay. Other than that, I thought it, uh, the undertones and the themes of the movie were perfectly told, and uh, it was really funny. I I I loved it. That's I good. really really loved it. There were a lot of also like pop culture references tied into it, and some of it was just kind of like they took um, pop culture-y things and then put like an animal spin on it. So you see it in the <laughs> background scary. and you're like, oh, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I can't speak highly enough about the movie. This
0: may be a topic for another day, but do you think something like a pop culture reference or maybe the, the ones that they use, do you think it's going to hold up? 'Cause I, that's one of my that's my biggest quote unquote issue with a lot of movies that rely heavily on it, i.e. like DreamWorks films. Right. Is they, they rely too heavily mm-hmm. on, on pop culture stuff and then you watch it. We watched I think it was Over the Hedge, like five oh, years after it came out. It was awful. And it was just like I remember that. That's not funny now. Right. That's a that's a horrible yeah. joke. Yeah. I, I
2: don't think most of these are um, too integral to the story oh, okay. for it to really be that um, they're like passing references. Oh, okay. That's fine. It, that, that's good. I don't think any, any of it's integral t- to the okay. point where it'll age poorly. That's good. Um, that's yeah. so
1: weird because when I remember seeing the the marketing for that and I was like, oh, cool, Jason Bateman's voicing an animal and there's a rabbit in it and that's cool. Like it just, the the marketing at first didn't get me. And then when I started hearing, oh my God, it's amazing. I was like, what is this movie about? See, I,
2: f- I felt very similar, but like yeah. my, my excitement for it ramped up as I saw more about the movie. Like yeah. the first trailer I saw was literally just Jason Bateman, like his white screen with like a bunch of animals walk and him just talking, monologuing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that movie, I don't know what that movie is, but okay. Yeah. And then it drops and it's like Zootopia, Disney. And I'm like, okay, it's got Disney. So I, you know, I'll give it a chance. Then the second trailer I saw was the one, it was in front of Star Wars: The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and it was the full it was a real trailer. It, it was. Yeah. It had um, the Fox, or Jason the Bateman's one? Fox, and with the sloth. Yeah. And I saw that, <laughs> and I was cackling in the theater. I loved that. And I'm like, that looks so funny. I'm I'm getting really excited for this movie, and then I finally started hearing reviews, and I'm like, okay, this movie's mm-hmm. as good as I, like, was starting to expect it to be. So I finally went and saw it, and nice. it was exactly what I was hoping it would be
0: I, I think the the first couple of trailers they were like a year and a half out though oh yeah, yeah. they were it were very very it was long a really long time ago so I think that's part of the reason why it wasn't like telling you anything about the plot or the story. But that's just weird that they would even have trailers. That's a topic for another
1: day because I hate teaser trailers like that. Tell me something about the movie. Don't just put a character in here that's voiced by a semi, you know, well-known person and then expect me to be on board for this or be excited about it. Yeah.
0: Because uh, I'm not Ruth is very yeah. well known No I know I, I know I don't know yeah. why. Jason
1: Bateman I think Outside of, of Arrested Development and, and some other weird he's... romantic comedy type movie Like and Juno maybe Like I don't horrible
2: hear bosses Horrible com- bosses com- Yeah but like he's,
0: been, he's done a couple of mainstream he's, he's things He's pretty famous. I don't
1: consider him a household name uh, A
2: Dirty Words movie Yeah That was, that was, that was a high profile A bad Bad words, bad words, bad words? Nah, I don't know. something what's, like that. I'm a Jason Bateman fan, <laughs> me too. Um, I just hate teaser trailers. Um, yeah, but they, they did a very similar thing with the Secret Life of Pets, which I, oh I think it's God. I don't know who's doing that one, I've never even I've heard of it. But the this movie. teaser I liked, the full trailer, I, I'm not so hot on anymore. <laughs> what's this movie about? I, assume. The Secret Life I of Pets. the Secret Life of Pets. Oh, oh wait, it's I have seen that. it. It was starring um, everyone, Kevin, Kevin right? Hart. Kevin Hart is like the lead in it, okay. But. He's yeah. like a tiny little dog. Tiny little rabbit, I think. Rabbit? Uh, uh, it doesn't look so good. But okay. that's besides the point. The other movie that I Hold saw. Hold Can I oh. just put one thing before you
0: leave? And I, or I'm not going anywhere. Topic. One <laughs> thing before you change topic, and I think it's really cool that I've read. Um, I like how uh, Disney for this, I think it was on fighting in the war room that I heard them talking about, but they took cues from their old animated yes, movies yes. for how the animals move and react and how they're styled. Right. I think that's awesome that Disney is keeping yeah. with that type of film language. It's
2: so cool. Like um, Nick, not Wolf, Wild, Nick Wild, the character, the fox played by um, Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. is styled similarly to Robin, Robin Hood, Hood and yeah. the fox oh, from Fox and the Hound.
1: Yeah. Oh. They're
2: all three of them kind of Look. Have, have the same like general proportions to their yeah. their face, and huh. that it's makes sense. really cool. Like watching it, you're, you you immediately it, it feels it. like a, like a classic Disney yeah, movie. Okay, exactly, that
0: yeah. see, that makes me really happy. Yeah. And it's, one
1: more thing, I heard the animation was really good. Like the 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 renderings of like the fur and yeah. the and the the actual spaces and the locations
2: was really oh, good too. Yeah, so. it's. I can't recommend it enough.
0: Okay. 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 Well, let's shift gears to something else that's very happy.
2: So the other movie that I saw was um, okay. Batman Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, uh, which was a steaming pile of garbage. Was
1: it? Was it at least? A movie? Were there moving no. pictures? No,
2: uh, it was all no. stills. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a movie. No, no moving pictures. No sound. It was. It was. <laughs> it was awful. very,
0: very interesting. They just showed a graphic novel up on screen. And <laughs>
2: I wish. I wish they had. That would have been was, really cool, actually. It was like my biggest issue with it is that it's not one cohesive film. Like. Mm-hmm. It's really poorly written to the point where no no one's a real character. No one has depth. Um, yeah. No, the, there's no real through line in terms of plot. It's just jumping from place to place. It. Watch this movie if you want to be a screenwriter okay. to know n- what not to do.
0: I, I've heard one of the – this is like a very strange thing, but one of the biggest complaints I've heard is that there's no establishing shots. Is that like a legitimate Weird. thing? Like, yeah, it's just well, like because well, like they're, they're, yeah. they they tried to jam so much no, into I, it that they like cut establishing shots. So you'd be like in a close up with one person in a conversation, and then it cuts to another close up in a different location with another character. Yeah, I,
2: huh. and, I'm not sure if it, it's that bad. Okay, but it's, it's pretty bad. I I didn't even think about that until now that you pointed <laughs> it out because that that is one of my one of the issues with it. It jumps from like not just the fact that there's basically two parallel stories going on between Batman and Superman, which... With a V in the middle, right? Yes, there's a there's a big V in the middle. <laughs> Just the entire and her, movie. And her name's Wonder Woman. Um <laughs> Oh, but I'm... Ch- who, who is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. That's good to hear. But um, it, it, the parallels don't really... They feel too separate. They should be, like, basically two separate movies. And then there's all this crap jammed in where they're like, hey, let, let's shove Justice League down your throat... And make sure that we include these things that have nothing to do with this movie, this story that we're trying to tell. But let's waste, like, 20 minutes of this total movie making sure you're, you're set up for Justice it's League. It's a long time. Which is a huge— Yeah. And one of the guys at work, when I brought this up to him, who he was a pretty staunch defender of this movie, he goes, yeah, but Marvel does the same thing. And I'm like, no, they, they don't. They they did and oh, it was called Iron Man Two and oh, a lot of people dislike it. A that. lot of what they do, except me, a lot of what they do is they tease mm-hmm. the next movie in the after credit scene. Mm-hmm. True, which I'm totally okay with. You know, if I'm dedicated mm-hmm. enough to stay for the after credit scene, that's what I want to see. It's a yeah. Reward, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. But they're cramming this stuff into the middle of the movie for like a ten minute segment, <laughs> and I don't need that. It it speaks nothing to the characters yeah. that are in this movie, nothing to the plot of this movie, like. It, I. It's one of my biggest issues with movies in general when they try to set up the sequel in the movie.
0: It's like an Amazing Spider-Man two. Yes, like
2: Amazing and, Spider-Man two did it too.
0: And you'll know that those movies failed co- horribly, right. and they yeah. you know, now Spider-Man's back with Marvel. Right. So,
2: um. So I. That was probably one of my bigger issues. Um. I thought that t- to speak to things that I did like, Gal Gadot was great as Wonder Woman. That's and good. And. Batfleck was easily the best part of the movie.
0: Where does he rate in the pantheon of Batman? Obviously, Kevin Conroy is number one. We can get that. Oh, Kevin uh, Conroy, obviously. We we can can get that hipster nerd nerd way out of it. We're talking live action, right?
2: Okay. So in terms of live action Batman, maybe number two... Behind Bale,
0: I assume is your top.
2: No, my top's Keaton. Keaton. Okay. 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 My top's Keaton. Okay, I, I Bale was my number two. I think that's fair. Ba- ba- I'm Fla- not a big fan Bat of. Batfleck Fla- Fla- B- and Bale's Bale. Fine. Batfleck and Bale. I'd probably put Batfleck above him because he's uh, he does a little more with the character. Mm-hmm. I feel and Bale had mm-hmm. three movies to do a lot, and I didn't think he did. <laughs> but um, I, I I don't have a lot against Bale. But yeah, I thought Ben Affleck was really good. He's no Clooney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I don't even consider Clooney and Kilmer when I have this conversation. But um, I thought Ben Affleck was really uh, That's phenomenal. Good That's and nice. a lot of people have been talking about um, this Batman's a little more violent yeah, than most Batman. I've, I've
0: heard certain things.
2: Right. Um, not to, I'm not going to get into spoilers, but yeah. uh, he's a little more violent than most Batman yes. characters. And I'm okay with that because it seems to fit the movie mm-hmm. more
0: well I, in, the, in the trailer. Um, I saw Robin's suit and there right. was writing on it, and so right. that that's an implication to certain stories right. in the in the comics, and so I can see him having not grown and not grown grown the wrong word, right. but it, that's affected him. And, and it, and and it, and it I feels guess. like that we think that's a response to right, to that. right,
2: right. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. see what what I would have liked to have that. seen, and this comes back to the writing is cut out all that sequel setting up stuff, yeah. put it in like an after credit scene. I'm co- cool with that and substitute it for more character development like that. Like tell me why Batman is not the Batman that we're used to seeing in movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't like those people that are going, no, you're, you're bringing with your, with you too much of the comic information. You, you can't hold it to that standard. I'm holding it to the standard of, I've seen like eight Batman movies before. Yeah. yeah. I I'm expecting Batman to be, more similar to this and he's really different. And I'd like more of that character development Especially since Batman was the best part of the movie. (laughs) Why don't you just put more Batman in it? And
1: I love that because I remember when they first announced that Ben Affleck was going to be Batman and people trashed
2: it. People lost 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 their minds. They lost their minds. And they were
1: like, oh, this is going to be awful. It's going to suck. Oh, he's. Why would you do that? And all I'm hearing about it, because I haven't seen it either. All I'm hearing is that he was one of the better parts of the movie. And he did a great job. It's not
2: that hard when the stuff about Superman is just awful. Yeah. Like... Superman's it's, boring. They they try to do to all this, you know, religious and political uh, like allegory. Jesus. Yeah, allegory yeah. and stuff, but it's way too on the nose for it to seem intellectual at all. Like they're just they're just like, hey, just in case you didn't know what we're trying to say, here you go. And it just got to be too much for me. Um, like I said, I'm really disappointed in the script. David S. Goyer, who wrote um, he, wrote Man- he wrote Man of Steel as well. He wrote Man of Steel as well, which I will defend Man of Steel, though most people hate it. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen I'll defend it. it. He also wrote The Dark Knight, which most people love. So, huh. you know, he's kind of hit or miss, apparently. Most,
0: but, most people, not people in this room, I would like to That's yeah, a topic for that's another a topic time. Which up, is, which is a, a, but um, a Chris for Terrio,
2: who wrote Argo, also wrote this one with, huh. with Goyer. So that surprised me that the two of them together couldn't. How much do you think... Came from studio involvement? Yeah. yeah I like was gonna say, how
0: much do you think was them writing it? Like, do you think they wrote what they thought was a great movie and then the studio came in and said, Well, we need to set up seven films see, now. The, see, that's how in, I in, feel involve it. Involve this, involve this. I wouldn't be surprised. surprised
2: that's that's a little inside baseball, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened.
0: No. It's the same issue that um Whedon had with Age of Ultron. Oh, yes. There was like three or four sequences, the Thor one that that he had to add yep. due to studio mandates, and like I know he had a major falling out with Marvel and that ended yeah. his relationship
2: right. with them. So, I, yeah, I agree. I think that this movie has a lot of the same issues as Age of, Age of Ultron, but because Age of Ultron had like 10 movies behind it going yeah. in, it it could have those issues and still be pretty, pretty okay. I, I liked eh, it. It wasn't yeah. bad. This, I, I this enjoyed it. This one has one movie in the franchise already, yeah. technically. Yeah. And it just. It can't hold itself its own on that. And it's it,
1: so frustrating because you like you said, you you have these decent to good to excellent writers on these things. Right. You know, your your studios need to trust your writers. Right. And that's why not to like go side topic, but that's why a lot of people are going to Kickstarter and funding their own movies because then they don't have that. They can tell their story they mm-hmm. want to tell and not have warner brothers come in and be like yeah that's great but we really need you to do these six things like why didn't just somebody over there just write it because you know why are you hiring writers and wasting your time
0: well i I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that these are giant characters Mm -hmm. that they have so much investment in but when you get a character like deadpool which i know alex you didn't really enjoy the movie but deadpool and like guardians which are lesser known properties and they're less um like they're not as in they're not as mainstream, so you the filmmakers can do more with those right. and make them outside the box, make them a little bit more inappropriate. Mm. But and if if those the, those even Guardians
2: had an infinity gem in it, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. Okay, yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. And that part of the movie was the most like screechingly halting yeah. part of the movie. I, I, I want to also Thanos you. in that movie. Yeah. yeah, but it was cool to see Thanos. Yeah. But, I'm a big sucker for. That. But
1: you know if if. And you're saying, oh, these movies were pretty fun and they were good, and because the writers could do their job. Like you hire mm-hmm. these writers to write your script, and you know, yeah, there's input from other things, but like, yes, Batman and Superman, they're they're big properties and big names. So then hire somebody you trust with those characters, right. and then you know, like,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's Zach that's it, it. It also <laughs> didn't Zach help. Snyder. It also didn't yeah. help that it was like two and a half hours, oh, God. And, the and, and, and the R version is going to be three hours. That's so Ugh. gross. It, that's it hurts. It's excruciating. <laughs> so, so if you're going to the theater this weekend, go see Zootopia and, or just sit on your couch and read so a Batman book. So Batman v Superman. A minus? A-? I'd give it a solid like uh, three and a half stars. Out of 10,000? Out of 10. Okay. Eh, not 10,000. Out of okay.
0: 10. Uh, I, on a scale of one to 10,000. 3,500. Yes. It's not over 9,000. 92?
2: Yeah, three thousand five hundred and like sixty two. Okay. Okay.
0: That sounds fair. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So moving fun. on to our main topics. I told you that those early ones were gonna be big guys. Yeah, yeah we so, have a lot of opinions. Yes we did. So kind of continuing with uh not even Marvel superheroes, but that's a horrible transition.
2: Yeah, wow, bad transition. Cut. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm three for restart. two now. Cut yeah. <laughs> restart.
0: Uh, anyways, Alex, you wanted to talk about um, House of Cards has recently dropped. So is Daredevil season two, and I know that you were watching those. Uh, what's your thoughts?
2: Um, I like that
1: this episode is the Alex tells us about things.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of uh, like it though. I do things sometimes. Yeah. So it's good. Um, it's I good. recently caught up on. House of Cards Season 4 and Daredevil Season 2. And just a brief spiel. I liked both of them. Mm -hmm. House of Cards Season 4 was way better than Season 3. That's a complaint I've heard. Well, so I wanted to talk to you about it because um, one of the guys at work, Mm -hmm. my friend Jared, came up to me and he goes, Mm -hmm. he goes, did you watch Season 4? And I'm like, yeah, I really liked it. And he goes, yeah. So I was... Because I was reticent about it because I didn't like season three, mm-hmm. and, he, and he was trying to talk me into it, and he was like, "So, it's kind of like Breaking Bad in the fact that the the structure of it, season three of Breaking Bad was setting up season four. Okay, it was a big yeah, setting. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you're watching it live, season three doesn't feel as satisfying. But when you okay, go back through and you watch it, you're seeing it's setting all okay. this stuff up.
0: I don't have that experience because when I watched season three, I started halfway through it. So Let's I, see, I got to catch up. See, I, I,
2: I watched it live on television mm-hmm. and it felt less satisfying because it's more of an overarching story. Vince Gillian knew what he wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. And then when season four, you get all that payoff. Yes. The that's ending that's, that's exactly what House of Cards was. like. Okay. Season three was really boring. I didn't really enjoy watching it. But then season four comes out, and you're like, oh, okay. They were sowing all these seeds mm-hmm. that totally pay off. So season four of House Cards was awesome. It was amazing. I was so happy I watched it. I was thinking about not watching it. Oh, really? It was, wow. Season three was that wow. bad. Season three like left me with such a sour taste. Hmm. Um, huh. So that was awesome. Good to hear. Season two of Daredevil... You finished it at this point? I have finished okay. it at this point.
0: I'm on episode four of season one at this point. Oh, jeez. Oh, nice. yeah. I'm getting on there. are a episode little episode
1: zero yeah. of zero. I haven't watched any of it. My There's
2: more
0: than zero episodes.
2: My <laughs> analysis of that, that season two to be, like, totally high level... Mm-hmm. The best parts of season two are better than the best parts of season one. Okay, but the worst parts of season two are worse than the worst parts of season so, one. So
0: overall, season one is better. So is overall,
2: assumption. I would say season one is better. Okay, on average, they might be mm-hmm. pretty close to the same, but I would say I'd rather watch season one.
0: I'm now I, I know what the plot of season two is, like give or take. I know Dare to uh, Punisher and Electra. I, I know that's kind of the thing. Do you think it has to do with the fact that? Um, Kingpin is a much more interesting villain than Elektra and the Hand um, and the Punisher? Because I personally have never liked Elektra and the ninja stuff in general.
2: My issue with it is that I felt that the... Punisher stuff was way more interesting and could have held up an entire season. It could have been a full thirteen episodes of just that.
0: Well, they basically split it, don't they? Exactly. So it's like six and six and seven or whatever. Yeah,
2: it's basically they split it so that the first no, it's not split in exactly in half. Perfect. Yeah. But um, I felt like all the Punisher stuff was way more interesting in terms of characters and arcs and uh, character interactions between mm-hmm. daredevil and punisher and how they're foils basically for each other. I thought this was all really interesting. And then they introduced Electra and I'm like, now this is, this just got boring. Not to say that the girl that plays Electra is bad. I didn't dislike her. I didn't, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't hate her. I just, I just, it wasn't as interesting to me and it kind of jarred me out of wanting to continue watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you did o- finish it. overall, yeah, I finished it. Obviously, and you finished it in a binge. Yeah, I. Oh, that was a good I blew segue. through it in I want to say like thirty six hours.
0: Wow. Okay. So, so that's that's taking us to our next portion of this topic, which is the binge watching. Do you right. think that in that thirty six hours you had the, you were able to like absorb it in a, in an effective pat like effective way you didn't get like burned out on it do you think maybe that's why the later stuff was as was less good to you i mean
2: i'll I'll go back and watch it but (laughs) but, uh i'm i don't think that's the problem okay i i i am fine with binge watching uh on the whole i think that it is how, how to say there's my issue my big issue with binge watching is that I feel like I need to binge watch at this point because everyone does it.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. If something comes out on Friday. If by so, Sunday, it'll be really right. done and dissected. Right.
2: So if I'm not yeah. if I'm not binge watching it with everyone else, mm-hmm. I'm going to be way behind the eight ball because everyone does it. But is I'm – Is the cue ball? No. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be behind the eight ball. Like
0: the magic one that you shake
2: up? Yes, the one that you shake up. I got you. Um, what I do like about binge watching is that it's – it gives um, creators a different outlet and a different way to look at making t- television. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yes. I feel like one one of my biggest pet peeves in terms of week-to-week uh, storytelling is the uh, cliffhanger, I guess. You have is to
0: end. Or everything has to every, either be wrapped up or e- end.
2: Like- everything It feels like more and more, especially with like my monster of the week or crime shows, they always have to end on a note that's just like, oh, you're going to be back next week because Mm -hmm. this was a super exciting ending, which irritates me. I feel like more with the Netflix releases and full seasons, they don't have to do that anymore because you don't have that week where you have to wait to see something Mm -hmm. so they can end it. And mm-hmm. I, I noticed Daredevil did this a lot. They ended on a super neutral note where, like, someone will just be having a normal conversation and be like, bye, and then walk away and then fade to black. Hmm. And you're like, that, that's just, yep. you don't feel like you're shoehorned into trying to find a way for, to get your audience to come back. That's a really good point. And I really enjoyed that. I noticed that while, when I was watching Hells of Cards season four. I noticed that when I'm watching Daredevil season two but they still end the entire season on one of those notes. So I I feel like they haven't mm. totally found a way to circumvent that kind of trope that makes me roll my eyes most of the time. Mm -hmm. But I like that. I don't get it after every episode,
0: but when you're in a situation like daredevil season two, clearly they know they're coming back for a season three. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, or at least at this point, they're what building up towards defenders right? Uh, at the very least. So we know there's more coming. So I'm fine with them ending on a, like, oh, come back for this character again. Right. Because, eh, that seems fine to me. See, I
1: love the I love the idea. See, I don't partake in binge-watching, but I for the same reason Alex said, I like that it's released all at once and you can tell that story how you want to tell it. You don't have to... Like, for example, we were watching, Dwight and I were watching Game of Thrones and we stopped last season because there was just... The episodes were kind of... Fil- not fillery, but it was set up. And it's like... If I had watched that
0: by, by last season, you mean season four? Sorry, we season four. In season yeah, four. we
1: stopped in season four. We didn't. watch season
0: So you season finished five. season four? Uh, is that the one that ends with Arya leaving the boat, leaving on the yeah, boat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it was season five that we started. Alert. Yeah, we
1: started watching season five and then and then kind That's, of stopped. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Okay. Just kidding. I thought, it, I thought, was, I thought had, we stopped season had, four. Had and so so when we started watching Game of Thrones, oh my God! I'm like having like ai am going to have to sneeze in a second, so I apologize. Um, <laughs> my eyes are watering. Bless um, you. Bless me. Um, But when we started watching Game of Thrones, it was, I think season three was just about to come out. So we had, we had, or we, I forget, we we watched a full season. We watched Mm -hmm. a bunch of episodes back to back. And that's when I got hooked. Mm -hmm. And it was when, I know, I was like, what am I watching? And then I was in.
0: I had them back to back.
1: Had them back to back. But when we started watching them week to week, it became like, why... It just wasn't enough to satisfy me. Now, I think if I go back and watch it all at once, it's going to be like, ah, oh, okay. Because, you know, it's just, it's a complete thing. It's, you know, it's there. It's going to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you can watch it kind of at your leisure. And that's kind of, you know, I, I like I th- that.
0: I think we had the same issue with Doctor Who. We did um, have the we, same we issue with pl- Doctor Who. We all knew Who. We mm-hmm. plowed through, I think, the first six seasons. Mm-hmm. And then um, the seventh season uh, was. Airing or was about to air, yeah. or was halfway through airing. Yeah. No, 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 I'm just kidding. It was right up to when um, the pawns left. Amy and Rory, Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so we, we, we binged all the way through that, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then we started watching it live, and it was just super hard to keep our interest because yeah. it was the week to so week stuff, and we just ended up stopping watching it. was just it.
1: not interesting anymore.
0: Also, I think an, an advantage behind the binge watching is if there is. A portion of it that's not as good at least when you're going back and catching up um you can get through that quickly yep. especially with a half an hour comedy like when we when tiffany started watching parks and rec oh
1: yeah because <laughs> that's kind of a good story too because parks and rec i love the office the office was my favorite show before parks and rec
0: so <laughs>
1: i refused spoiler alert, I- <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> I almost refused to watch Parks and Rec and I watched I think I watched like maybe and I watched the pilot I think we definitely
2: watched the pilot live
1: and I was like, this
2: sucks yeah I I'm totally on board with you guys. This, I, I absolutely yeah. loved the office and then I started I watched Parks and Rec live. I watched the first three episodes, I think mm-hmm. and I was like, this is garbage. this is absolute this sucks. pure unadulterated yeah. garbage.
0: It was definitely not very good. Uh, <laughs> to start with yes. Yeah. <laughs> to the, start with, but
1: then I got sick, and I got sick, and it was like I had of, the flu of everything. of everything. No, I got sick, and I was like, I need to watch something, and I watched. I plowed through the first two seasons, right? And I was what we like, like, to call it the poop, the poop. But <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: Even season two Be- is Mark much, bu- much, much better. <laughs> but, uh, better I, much um, better. Much better. But it,
1: would go- it was shockingly good. Yeah.
2: Whenever um, I've had so many people, mm-hmm. I've actually had two people at work tell me that Parks and Rec is garbage and they've wrong. only seen like the first season yeah I like, have to it's not way. the I, show I, 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 like, I the usually t- I usually just tell them I just go skip season one just start skip with it. season two episode yeah. one and go yeah well, season and,
0: one's only like seven episodes right yeah, away. Yeah, but it's, it's worthless yeah. it,
2: you don't need you need to know that Um, Chris Pratt fell in a pit yep. there, there you go yeah and go Yep. and, um, and those two people I both told I told them both skip it and they both loved it it's yeah that first season is so bad
0: so the binge watching helps in that aspect because right. you can yeah. plow through the horrible yep. first season. It's not horrible. Well, you but know, you, you can get to the good stuff yep. which, we is, did, which works for it.
1: We did the same thing with Community. True. We tried watching it live yeah. and week to week Community does not work as a week to week show in my opinion. At least the beginning did. At that, least the, the beginning. show hadn't yes. found
0: itself yet. Yeah. Yes,
1: at least the beginning. But going back and watching the DVDs I was like why Why didn't yeah. we watch this live? But But when you think about yeah. it it's because week to week it's like can't really hold itself up but when you watch it all together in one you know one season is like oh my god this is so great and that, you really can get a feel for the characters and not have to wait a week in between
0: that style of water cooler talk from what i can tell is all but disappeared at this point like the oh did you catch the the latest episode of scandal last night that was yeah. just a parks and recreation <laughs> reference I nice. um but like I feel like that type of stuff is now—it's not the water cooler response. It's now either the message board or the the mm-hmm. internet talking. Yeah. It tends to like that's where all those those conversations tend to happen. And so the week to week just feels more muted to me. Yeah, like it, they, it's yeah. not—it's not a tactile thing that I can get excited about because I'm not like talking with
2: people. It's the, a very
1: older generation there's, thing.
2: There's, there's also um, just such an oversaturation of shows at this point that oh God, yeah. you don't always watch the same shows as. Any, true yeah anyone really like yeah. the only show i ever week to week talk about with people is game of thrones well that because that's, that's, that's because a cultural every, phenomenon. everyone yeah. watches game of thrones except, except for you guys <laughs> but uh, i've read ra- the books i'd rather binge watch it but yeah, listen to the books i i i completely agree you know there's no none of that you know water cooler talk as you say
0: but but I do have an issue with um, with binge watching to an extent, uh, and it has to do with the point you actually brought up earlier where you said that if you don't binge something, you're going to miss it. I don't like that now – outside of like a Game of Thrones or something it's huge – if you don't watch something within the first week to a week and a half, it is gone from yep. the, the cultural discussion, and that is something that – doesn't, like, didn't used to happen from what I understand. Like like like, what? Like Well, like, okay, Orange is the New Black. I really uh, enjoy that show. Yeah. Um, and, you never hear anything about it outside of the two weeks. And I think it's like June that it drops. Right. And then like, it's all over the internet. It's all like, I think it has a lot to do with, this is a topic for another time, but like with the Buzzfeed culture of like, Oh my God, did you see this? Blah blah, blah. And they make all these like lists and all these posts about the most recent thing. And then as soon as something new comes out, it's onto that. And you no longer are hearing about the, like there could be something that was really funny that happens like episode 13 Mm -hmm. that you don't hear about because like that you, Didn't watch it live, and then you want to talk about it with people, but because not everyone's watching it at the same time, you can't have those dialogues.
2: And it's especially bad when, like, if I delayed watch something Mm -hmm. and I want to talk about it. Is that a term now? Is that a thing? Seriously? I I I I I just said it. (laughs) Okay, uh, okay. (laughs) I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm gonna trademark that. You heard it here Uh, first. On no refunds. uh, If I like delay watch something uh, on Netflix. And then I go into work and I know somebody else watched it when it was live. I'll be like, oh, remember that thing that happened in this episode? And they'll be like, it's been so long since I watched it. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. It's – yeah. yeah. So binge watching, I'm mostly okay with due to – so I'm not okay with how it works socially, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay with what it's doing for – Storytelling in general
0: Oh I can I, I love that it, Yeah Because we're living In a golden age Of, of just TV in general Oh yeah like, The stories that are being told mm-hmm. On TV are amazing Yep uh, For On the most part Like there's something For everyone What with the, all the Different types of shows And it's just a weird Not culture Based around it yeah. But it's
2: And I, I think A really big deal Is the fact that like Networks like Netflix and Amazon are now Hulu, getting nominated yeah. for yeah. Emmys and, and even winning. winning. Yeah, so that's that's a big deal, and I like where that's going. I agree. That
1: just kind of comes back to the, like my conversation about like writers. Like you know, people are these writers and these producers are going to these small and they're not small anymore, but they're more independent. I think right. of Netflix and a Hulu and Amazon is more independent. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. not. You're not agree. an ABC. You're not an NBC. So you can do. More with it, although it, Netflix did ruin Arrested Development.
0: Well, I was well. going to say that, that that's not exactly on this topic. No, but, I know, but I know. But the idea that you can of, that these places are now resurrecting right. old things as yeah, well yeah. and yeah. dropping them in a binge watchable
1: yeah, format. Yeah, right. It's a really cool. But, but
2: yeah. Yeah, to go to to your point, Tiffany, it that's can, very similar things are going on currently in comic books. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the a lot of writers and creators are going to those more quote unquote independent. Mm-hmm. Um, Publishers, yep. So that they can have that creative freedom and actually make cool things. Yeah. But – which
0: to shift from the comics back to the TV, like that, right. that's great. But when you get a creator that's allowed to do anything, then you end up with something like The Arrested Development, which right. wasn't that great and maybe could have benefited from a more restrained right. – um, 21, 25 minute episodes, as opposed to some of the forty-minute episodes we got that just stretched on for way too long right. and weren't interesting. I agree. So, like, it's interesting because yeah. you have, like, we were just saying stuff that's amazing. Like, um, it's it's a great creative place where people can they don't have to end on a cliffhanger, but then it can also be a detriment. Right. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: It is. It's. I, definitely, I think it's
2: more the former than the latter. I agree. Yeah. But yes, I I agree that there are some things that aren't aren't perfect
1: that's what i was just gonna literally what i was essentially what i was gonna say
2: it's not sorry perfect to steal your no no, no it's not perfect but <laughs> <I'll> fight
1: <laughs> it's not perfect but it's a we need some a really cool alternative animosity. we need some headbutting
0: in this sorry hey, to interrupt hey. you tiffany
1: no it's 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 not perfect but asshole. it's a really i will wait i'm gonna put on my teacher voice i didn't say anything i'll wait for you to finish no I, it's it's not perfect but it's a really cool alternative to watching things live you can watch it at your own discretion and yeah you know Choose to be a part of that conversation. That the oh, did you watch? You know,
2: they should call it leisure watching. Leisure watching. That's what they yeah. should. They should try As to promote to that. Watching? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that, that has a less negative connotation. Leisure yeah. watching. Let,
2: let's let's start it. All right, leisure, leisure watching, watching. Tm. TM. Leisure watching. Tm. Can't no response. Colon
0: leisure watching. Can't <laughs> stop. Can't
1: stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. All okay. right. Can we? What do we do? Talking about next.
0: Okay, so moving on. This This is is the
1: this is the episode of awful segues. Yeah, Yeah. oh yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: How about watching TV on your new virtual reality machine? Oh
2: man!
0: Just kidding. Well, not just kidding. Horrible, horrible thing. Anyway, so the next thing I'd like to talk about is the advent of what is uh, the advent of virtual reality, which is coming up fast and hard. Um, This is something that. That's what she said. Nice. So (laughs) the office. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the news thing that broke that I wanted to talk about was Sony has officially announced the price point for their new virtual reality thing the Sony the PlayStation VR um, in the next coming months we're gonna have at least three if not I forget the exact number but there's there's three major virtual reality headsets that are coming out So this is something that is on the horizon it is fast approaching and it is looking to be like it's going to be a reality um, a virtual a virtual. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even mean to do that. That was a perfect lob. <laughs> so what do you guys think about the virtual reality revolution that's coming up? Uh, I know uh, Tiffany is a – uh, you guys look like you are similar opinions. I'd
2: like to hear Tiffany go oh, first. Oh, God.
1: Okay. I hate, 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 hate the whole entire concept of virtual reality because – Virtual reality is cool, fine, whatever. But the, the fact that it's going to be readily available to people who can pay for it, and, and, and if it's successful, it's only going to drop in price. But we're already tied to our phones. We're tied to our computers. We're tied to social media. We don't interact as people. You know, we are right now. But everybody's like on their phone and doing stuff. I'm just afraid of what virtual reality means for the average American person, you know? It's going to be like, you're going to go over to someone's house and instead of sitting and having a conversation with them, it's going to be like, oh, put on this virtual reality headset and we're going to, you know, we're going to communicate in virtual reality instead of just being present with people. Like, it's just a weird a weird concept that I don't think people are ready for. And that's, I don't like it. I'm scared. I'm scared of it. I'm afraid of it, of what it means.
0: Well, get off your your lawn... <laughs> chair, yeah. old man, join, the, join know, the future. I know, no, I I, I completely understand that that fear of it and, like, to put it in a perspective. Like, I can't imagine sitting on the couch next to you yeah. and having on a virtual reality headset and being like, you go over there and, like, we're not going to interact. Like, I'll be sitting here doing my thing and you'll be sitting there doing your thing and it's like we're enclosed in our own world. But that's not that different from if you're in the other room playing your DS and I'm in the living room playing a um, uh, destiny or something like that. Like uh, it's not that No,
1: it's not, it's not that it's just the concept of like, you have a world we have outside, we have real things. It's like, this is, this is just, I don't understand the need to be in. Like if I want to, I mean, I don't know what the intent of, you know, mm-hmm. doing the virtual reality is, but like, for example, if I want to go, you know, go to the grand canyon in my virtual reality machine like just go to the freaking grand canyon yeah, but that costs right. thousands
0: of dollars yeah. for plane tickets like, and cars and
1: but what is what is the point of sitting there the but what is the point of sitting there and looking at a screen and being like wow it's like i'm really there it's like what is the point of that I feel like that is such wasted time and wasted energy. Well, that I not, think is—I yeah.
0: um, think that's an unfair statement because then that's just saying any sort of entertainment is
2: right. A time. I, yeah, I'm, I'm saying how does your argument not apply to all video games now, anyways?
0: But just that, <laughs> just
1: that concept of wow, I can I can be anywhere I want to be in my virtual reality machine. It's like go outside and read a freaking book. Go take a walk. Like just. I, I'm afraid of just, I mean, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I sit here on my phone and I'm like, oh, what's going on on Facebook? Like, I'm just scared of what that means for the future and what that looks like. Are we going to all be like in Wally where we're sitting in our little pods, just like being driven around and like have no sense of anything. I can like, only hope. yeah, that's but my, that's that's my terrifying. dream. <laughs> that is terrifying to me. As a person who has feelings and emotions, and you know, um,
2: so you're talking to the wrong. People. I know,
1: I know, I know. Wait, this you is... still have emotions? Uh, I thought
2: I, I thought you yeah. were done with that. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you you took care of that. <laughs> I'm just scared. Rum ham. Um. All right. I.
0: Uh, no, no, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. Alex. Yeah. I you.
2: yeah, I understand what you're saying, but you know, I'm not that negative on it. I, I just don't see. I think it's cool, but I, I maybe I just don't know enough about well, it to was... know why why I I should be interested yeah, in it. Yeah, what is but, the
1: purpose of it?
0: Well, I mean, I, I, the way that I look at it is like I and I and I get those concerns of like well, it's going to disconnect people, which is ironic because it's going to make you more connected to the games, to the experiences. I uh, I just think it's a exciting full full disclosure, I'm not 100% into it. I'm just kind of taking this stance because mm-hmm. like I feel like there's a lot of push in the other direction. Right. Like I think it's going to be a really interesting way to experience uh just a, the next level of like entertainment. And I sound like such a like a buzzword spokesperson right yeah, now. Yeah, you do. But like it's synergy. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of synergy. No, but it's just ex- I think it's really like the the concept of like I'm playing this first person space game for example and I put on my reality headset and now I'm in the cockpit of my of my spaceship I can look around and I can see there's an asteroid over there there's a, another enemy spaceship like I like that that seems like it's going to be a really cool and immersive situation to me and there's other like benefits for it too like I I've I have used um Google cardboard mm-hmm. that is a Google Cardboard is basically like a – not DIY, but it's like a really cheap uh, version of like a uh, virtual reality headset that you just put your phone into. Mm -hmm. And it's got like a mirror uh, thing in there. Mm -hmm. And it's used for – you can use it for like YouTube videos and stuff like that. And it makes – I think it was like either Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, one of the gyms, um, (laughs) did like a thing where you were like sitting in their audience. And they had like a 360 camera so you could like look around the audience and like as like a live show was going on. And it was a really cool – Experience And I can see them doing things like that. Like, imagine if your favorite band is putting on a concert and you can't go, but you can put on your virtual reality headset and you can go to this event. And like, I, I, I understand, like, that's, like, the opposite of – no, That that's – like, your argument was, well, why don't you go to it? There's but, such but you-
1: a disconnect there for me. Like – it just – it doesn't – that doesn't – maybe I'm – you know, maybe I'm already becoming too old and jaded, but that's such a disconnect. It's like if you can't go to the concert, you don't go to the concert. Go watch the YouTube video. Like that's such a disconnect. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm pretending I'm there. I just think mm-hmm. of like those arcade games where you're like at the headset on and you're looking around and you look those like a total fun. dweeb. Yeah, those,
2: those you look fun. like
1: such an idiot. And it's like I don't – I look like an idiot doing Like can like, you know, imagine just walking down the street and just seeing a bunch of people like with oh, I got my virtual reality. Well, I,
0: I, like I don't, I don't think don't, that's going to – in order to use a lot of these virtual realities no, you need to have either a high end computer or like it's t- it's all tied to a thing right now except for stuff with your phone. Yeah. I, I, I don't see I don't think the f- people wouldn't be able to function if they were walking on the I know I reality. know, but I just like where uh, I see it I just see such a disconnect
1: within. between like I can I personally can see no nothing that I do in my day to day life where that would be useful to me
0: at all. Yeah, but but it's the I don't majority of this stuff is supposed to be like an entertainment thing. So like that that's the same thing. Like there's no benefit to playing video games. Sure but, there is.
1: Hand eye coordination and, and strategy and stuff like there's tons of benefits of video then games. Then I'm
0: sure that those benefits apply to the virtual reality. But stuff it's just
1: as well. it's just, you know, you see the way people consume video games and entertainment and stuff and it's like at what point does that become too much? You know? Mm-hmm. You said you spent five hours on a Sunday involved in one game and that's you know but with this virtual reality I don't know Maybe people are going to sit there For 12 to 24 hours And just be completely immersed it's I, no, like, I it's, think that's a legitimate It's those concern. extreme The extreme situations I
0: saw Sword Art Online
1: <laughs> You know Where does that line Where do you draw that line Between I mean There are people out there That play You know Online games And they're like I am this character And like they get Like It's the people like that That just Worry me I'm afraid Afraid of it I don't know I'm ranting
0: that's okay. I don't think the average person is gonna respond like that. Like that's a it is a legitimate concern, but I feel like that also has to do with just like video game addiction in mm-hmm. general. Yeah.
2: Um Right. I'm I'm, I'm I'm having issues separating her argument from an argument that's just anti gaming in general. <laughs> in that, my mind. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I'm not anti gaming. I'm just anti like complete immersion in a world. Okay. I don't know. I just don't. I, I just don't see that as. I don't see it necessary. Maybe this is a better point. I don't see it necessary in your home. I don't see it as a like. Why do you need that in your home? Why do you need that? For fun. I, why? I, do you, I can why? agree with
2: that. Okay. I feel perfectly immersed in all, all the video games. Yeah. You know what I mean. I, yeah. I my issue with it is that they're gonna. I like that they're adding a new element that you can play with in, in terms of game design, mm-hmm. which I'm very interested in. But I feel like most games, and this is just me maybe not being creative mm-hmm. enough, don't need that added element it's to like a the, certain it's extent. It's kind of
1: like 3D movies. That's yeah, what it reminds me I, of. With like, why do we need this? But like, see, don't. The
2: thing with 3D movies is most, uh, most directors just don't know how to use it at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of the things my favorite 3D movies were directed by like real directors that used it in a way that maybe I'm getting a little off topic but actually enhanced the storytelling like Martin Scorsese with Hugo that's like that was the first time that I saw something in 3D and I went wow 3D is actually a technology that can add Mm -hmm. add to a movie and I feel like virtual reality will be very similar
0: I agree Like that, that makes a lot of sense like it's until you've done the the thing or experience the experience with it that is like virtual reality is necessary. Right, for, like groundbreaking. Yeah, there there was a game that I heard about and it's a very simple sounding game. It's basically like imagine if you were playing Tetris and you have like this cube in front of you. Oh yeah, you're talking about that. Yeah. And there's a wall in front of you and you need to, to rotate this cube to right. fit through the there's yeah. a hole in the wall that is coming. And so as you go through these these holes, the cube then gets larger and larger and right. larger. And you're, you're manipulating it in real time, trying to move it, and the wall's coming. And eventually this cube or this uh, shape gets so large that you physically can't see past it. And so in the game, you have to move your head to look. I'm moving away from the microphone. You have to move your head to look around the, this this piece. And like, yeah, that's something that can be done with like uh, trigger buttons or mm-hmm. on your controller. Like it, it's, it's something that can mm-hmm. be mapped to it. But the idea that it's like physically on your head is just, that's a really cool and unique uh, control scheme for something. And I think that something like that if done properly could be an awesome addition. I don't think this is something that's going to ever replace traditional controls. I don't but I also don't necessarily think it's going to be a fad, or I think it's going to be something that everyone will have a virtual reality, reality headset in their house no. at some point nope. in the future. No, not in the Stearns
1: house. Oh,
2: I, not well, happening. I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that Not
1: one. happening. You can go to Alex's house and play. It is yeah, not, I will not allow, play. it's like I'm like talking to like, there will oh, be yeah, no I'm drugs and alcohol in this house, no drugs. It's like, there is no virtual reality in this family.
2: Is there anything like, else we want to really cover here? I think we're
0: good. Do you, well, we got to end it. Does somebody, somebody. want to wrap up? I'll, I'll wrap. Okay. 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 So, I think that brings us to the end. Um, so, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, this episode of No Refunds, Episode 2, was recorded on Wednesday, March 30th, 2016. Hosting for No Refunds is generously provided by HC Media and <laughs> Hanoverall Mass. Our theme song was... Confo- compo- blah, 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 blah. Our theme song was Composed by <laughs> Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com. Uh, Thank you all again and we'll see you next time here on No Refunds. Bye. Achoo. (laughs) Bye.